Hello, and welcome to the 85th episode of the iRace We Gamble podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alex Crum, and I am joined again by Josh Steimer. So, Crum, when it comes to triangles, what would you say is your favorite? Ooh, um, kind of an isosceles guy. Yeah, I think that's how I lean, too. <laughs> Potentially scaling. Ooh, that's, I feel like that's uh, extravagant. That's for the one percenters. A right triangle can just go get the hell out of here. Just, yeah, you're basically looking at a, a boring half square at that point. Yep. For more great, hot triangle takes, follow us on social media at Campbell. Uh We've got the goods for all your dagons, hexagons, triangles, what have you. But uh, the, the race cars are going to go around a triangle this weekend. So that in case you didn't connect the dots there at home, in case you're a right triangle, that's what we were saying. And hopefully you could connect them because there are only three of them. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> All right. Before we uh, talk about the triangle, we got to talk about the slightly larger paperclip than Martinsville, which is New Hampshire. Um, it was we we did great on our predictions on the pod last week. By the way, Josh, you you told us noon Monday we were going to see the race, and that was on Thursday, which you know pretty far out in advance. But the weather didn't lie. And then uh, I had the John Hunter Nemechek and Truex parlay on Caesars that was like plus 3,000 that I hit. So that made up for all my other losses, which was nice. Still came away, I think, plus seven units on the week. So I, I, I was pretty happy with how we performed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just very proud of myself being all over Truex. It was smart. You had him as your lock before and after qualifying. He, he, was, he qualified second. I had Bell who qualified first, or yeah, first. Um, thought I had a great option there, but he had a couple of penalties, and then he made a mistake late in the race that really threw his point total away. Um, I also had Kyle Busch in some lineups, which was not great. He had a, probably his worst race of the year. Um, but yeah, Trux is really just dominating the race. Um, the tw- the twelve of Blaney looked pretty good, but he had a late penalty. The 10 of Almirola was another good play that had a loose wheel. And then Logano was... I Logano had a second-place finish, which he's had top fives this year that have been like, well, he kind of lucked into that. But I think this week the Fords kind of showed that they still have some strength uh, with Logano finishing second and not being far behind Truex. And uh, Six of Kozlowski, your, uh, your buy low is a really good pick, too. Um, Briscoe even found uh, the ideal lineup, so... What, what yeah, you I'm think? glad I went Kozlowski and didn't try to force a Chevy into there. Yeah, the Chevys really weren't that good. I mean, Chase Elliott wasn't good. Ross Chastain had a bad day. Uh, Byron was quick, but kind of got on the wrong strategy. So, yeah, um, the only good Chevy really was the 43 and the 5, at least in terms of your uh, ideal lineup. Because the 43 kind of snuck his way into the top 10, I think, and then... Larson was just pretty strong overall and didn't get into any wrecks, so he was worth having this week. And he was finally priced down to like 12000 because the Toyotas were so good. So that was probably a, the right week to have Larson, but we missed him uh, in our lineups. Anything else to say about New Hampshire, really? <laughs> you killed me in the draft. I don't really, I don't really have much. Um, I just caught more or less the social media stuff from yeah. the fallout of it. Um, I had a very, very hectic day of work on Monday. 
and it was with about five laps to go that I think I saw a text in our group chat <laughs> and went, oh, I could have been listening to this all afternoon, and I was not. Yeah. Um, so I have very, very little input on the race itself, so. Yeah. But you did you did a good job with the with the drafts at least made made some good money there, three um, x two x two and a half x ish or so, so good week overall. But yeah, not a great week for watching. I mean, I I was working from home that day, so I could try to catch some of it. But I also had enough meetings that I actually had to be engaged and paying attention to that I couldn't exactly just like watch the race during them, um, and I didn't want to get behind live. I figured I'd just sort of catch up. I mean, New Hampshire isn't a track that I'm like, oh boy, really gotta check it out, but racing was decent. It was decent race overall, but Monday races at New Hampshire are pretty forgettable. Although Truex keeps winning on Mondays. I don't know if you've noticed this. He's won like Dover on Monday, this on Monday. I think he's had some other ones too. So, maybe if if you ever ever get a rain delay, bet heavy on Truex, I guess. So Truex after a rain delay and McDowell if they're going to race through the rain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Those are your rain drive. Well, and Shane Van Ginsburg if he's in a race, which should have brought it up at the top of the pod, but he did you see he's coming back? He's coming back to the 91 at Indy Road Course this year? Nice. Yeah. Man, if you're track house, why not bring him back? He's one for one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a little disappointed we won't see him at Watkins Glen because I thought that'd be really sick. Um, but I think they have another driver in Project 91 that week. So uh, still going to be cool. Curious what his odds and FanDuel price will be for that Indy Road Course race because he's one for one. I mean, I feel like I would bet him to get a top 10. So I feel like his winning odds should be, you know, maybe plus 1,200. Does that sound right for a SVG going into Indy Road? I, I, yeah, I think because of the win. Yeah, exactly. If he didn't have that win, I think he'd be like 3,000. Yeah, and then I'd put a half unit on it. I might still put a half unit on him winning, and we'll see. We'll get, we'll get to that when we uh, get to that. But for right now, we're going to talk about the Tricky Triangle. Two and a half miles long. 400 miles is the race distance, so 160 laps. Um, From what I could tell, I went back and looked at last year's race. The fuel mileage typically is 30 to 35 laps, and the first stage is 30 laps. So I'm pretty sure they can do the first stage on one tank, and then uh, the next two stages are 65 laps. So I think they'd have to make it like at least 33 laps if it went green. Although there's caution laps in there, so it's probably closer to 30. Um, So yeah, I I think... you're going to see, with no extra cautions, you're going to see uh, pit stop uh, actually before the end of stage one because that gives you track position. You don't go a lap down if you're running up front here. Um, and then I, that might throw off strategy a little bit, but I, I expect you're basically going to try to chase the the stage cautions to get track position and then try to stretch it in the final stage to make it work. But I'm kind of spitballing on on pit strategy right now. I hadn't thought about it until right now but um you have that to look forward to and then three very different distinct turns um to complete the triangle so you ready to to draft yeah i think so 
I believe I'm the one leading it off this week. Indeed, you are. All right. Well, let's start this off simple and boring then. Five block. He's not the most expensive. So, Which is interesting. Yeah. Truex does have the hot hand, so I guess that's probably why he is the most expensive. But yeah, Larson's hard to beat. So, makes sense. Uh, let's see. So, I don't know if you remember, but Hamlin won the race on Sunday and then had the win disqualified because of technical inspection. Do you, do you recall that from last year? I do. Yeah. So he's second most, or second highest in price, I should say, um, at thirteen point five. So you've got those are your top three in terms of price. So it feels like I should probably snag one of them. I was honestly kind of hoping to snag Larson. He was the one I preferred out of those three. But given that you took him, because you're smart, um, let's see, I'm gonna go. With Truex. I feel like he's just, he's the hotter hand. He's proven he can get the wins this season over Hamlin. He's got more fantasy points per race. So I'll go 19 lock. Uh, just keep it simple, stupid on that one. Um, and then I think I'll go for my buy low. And honestly, this is really just a question of which Toyota I want to take the 54 or the 23. So it's my way of saying if you want one of those. You'll get one, probably. But uh, I think I'll go Bubba. I think he's been a little more consistent as of late. Ty Gibbs has kind of been a little more hit or miss. So I'll go Bubba at 7.5. Bye, love. All right. I don't hate it. That is two Toyotas, though. So I'm Toyota heavy to start. That's not a terrible thing to be, though. Probably not. Well, I'm going to start out pretty Chevy heavy. Uh, I am going to add the 45 of Tyler Reddick. I don't That's really have any particular reason, except I just think this is going to suit his style. I was going to say, that's a Toyota, Josh. Oh, right. <laughs> he was a Chevy last year, though. I am going exceptionally balanced to start my draft <laughs> because I am going to add on to him my Ford and my buy low. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. The six of Kozlowski, put him on my roster. Yeah, that's that's a smart call. I think I was listening to Dirty Mo Doe earlier today, and they, uh, they called out Kozlowski's plus 400 for a top 10, I think. I don't All know. Right. I don't know where they were shopping that from, but I would shop around to see what you can get for a top 10 on Kozlowski this week before practice starts. I am going to draft Kings right now because I feel like more often than not, that's where people are pulling their numbers from. Yeah, typically. If they're offering me plus 400 free money, I will take it. Yeah. I did have Gibbs top 10 last week. That did not work out for me. I also had Gibbs over Bowman, which I thought was going to be an easy win. Did not work out. So. I'm definitely off Gibbs, I think, this week at least. Um, but it is my 
my pick now, sixth pick. I have two. I have the two Toyotas. Uh, I it I actually didn't feel. I don't feel like the buzz is actually gonna. What's the right way to say this? I don't feel like the buzz around Kyle Busch and his sort of stats here is really going to translate from the Toyota he was in last year. I think he's a top 10 guy, but I don't think he's like a favorite to win when the odds have him at a pretty good clip. So, but I am going to put him in my lineup here just because he's the next best available driver, I think, besides Hamlin, who's a little more expensive. Um, and that gives me 8.2 per driver left. So let's see, what can I get down in the cheap section? Is there anything I can do to afford? You know what? I'm going to go very heavy uh, and just go Denny Hamlin. And that gives me 3000 left over. So if you want to completely screw me, you can take someone 3000 or less. But I'm going with the, the four heavy hitters this week with the 8 and the 11 this round. Now, ordinarily, I would like to do something like that, but not in this scenario. I kind of feel like I'm just trying to cover all my Toyota bases and get some just high-quality picks from last year slash quality picks of this track. I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't decide. That's really the problem. The fact that you got KB is slightly frustrating to me because he was on my short list. Yeah, that's why I felt like I had to take him. He's too good to not to pass up, but I don't I'm afraid he's gonna underperform. I can understand that. Um all right, I'll take somebody here with a win on, over the last few years. Uh, another Ford. I'll take the four of Harvick. Yeah, the four six combo has really been nice value. Lately. Yeah, because they're not getting priced up at all, which is sweet. Yeah. That leaves me with 10,700 left. 10.7? Yep. So not enough for Ross. Although Ross, this isn't his best track. No, he's not really on my board for guys I'm looking strongly at. Um, I'm actually going to, I'm going to get close relatively close to maxing my budget out, which I really haven't been doing all that much this year. I'm going to round this out with the 20 of Christopher Bell. That's a good pick. Good pick. Gives you a second Toyota. Two Toyotas, a Chevy. Arguably the Chevy. And yeah. my two Fords. Arguably the two Fords. Yeah. <laughs> Not the two Toyotas, but. So I have five drivers to pick from. Last week I was in a similar position. Do you want to try to guess which one I'm taking? <laughs> you have what, 3,000 left? Yeah. So that leaves me with Todd Gilliland, Cole Custer, Ty Dillon, BJ McLeod, or JJ Yaley. I'm going to guess you're going to Yaley. No, I'm actually going to go Gilliland. I think 38, teammate with the 34, could be could get me a top 25. You know? That's all I'm looking for. Just survive this race, get to the end, get a top 25 for 3K, as long as my other guys do okay, which that's always the trick. But 
I'll take the 38. All right. Two very different drafts. Yeah. I would say I'm more balanced and you're more top-heavy. Yeah, I'm topping Toyota heavy. All right, so I feel like we got to start this off with the obvious ones of, like, Byron and Blamey. That seemed fair? Absolutely. All right. And then I think we both agreed Ross isn't really on our radar this week. I would think Chase Elliott's kind of a hard one to put on there, but open to other thoughts at this point. Um, let's see. Five, twelve. I actually think I'd prefer to save a little bit of money and go down to Bowman as of right now. If we were going to go with two of the Hendricks guys. I'm okay with not going Hendrick, but let's explore the... I, I like Logano, actually, at 8,500. I, I know we have Blaney, but I feel like Logano could be a top five easily. He just ran pretty well. I'm good with that. Um, I also... I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I don't I don't think I hate the 47 this week. I'm good with it. I'm good with going on that hunch. Gives us a little bit of room to fit someone else in. Although, the safer option here may be going to ten, the 10 of Almirola. Mm. He has two top fives in the last five races here. So, last year, the driver rating... For Almirola at Pocono was 68.7. The driver rating for Stenhouse was 68.2. Mm. So, tough call. But I'm good with Almirola or Stenhouse at this point. I think Almirola, I don't know. It's it's a tough call. I guess let's, it depends. Let's go, let's go Stenhouse for now. Yeah, I like it because it, that's, that's only two Fords and two Chevys. And I think that means we should put Gibbs in here to round it out. That makes this a nice cheap lineup. Yeah, I'm trying to think if we missed any Toyotas, but one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, no, that's that covers us on all the Toyotas, which I think is good. I like Stenhouse as a as a underdog Chevy, and then we got Penske and Byron, who's won already won four races this year. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, then, what do I have? What did I have for a lineup coming in? So, coming into this, I was thinking maybe I would go three Toyota, all three of the cheapest Toyotas. So, I'd go 54, 23, 45. And that would give me the budget to explore other options at the top end. So, I went Larson Blaney. But that was just kind of a, a pre pod throw something together. I don't need that lineup, though. Yeah, I feel like it gets you a lot of Toyota exposure for a much lower price than normal, um, which is why I kind of like it. And then gives you Larson and Blaney, which is, they could be top three. Yeah. Just feel, it feels like it's a weekend where it's going to be hard not to have either Truex or Hamlin in your lineup. Yeah, that's the tricky part. If If those two run in the top five, I'm pr probably screwed. Says the guy who just allowed you to draft both, both of them. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hedging. <laughs> I've got my Truex and Hamlin lineup and my not Truex and Hamlin. All right. Any other drivers we should discuss, or can we wrap this thing up quickly? I think we got a nice, quick, uh, you'll finish this pod before you get to your office type of thing. Yeah. Good nuggets in there, though. So, uh, oh, are, are we are we racing on Sunday, or what's the weather look like, Josh? Absolutely. It's beautiful. And uh, where are we? We're in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. Um 75 and mostly sunny on Saturday, 79 and mostly sunny on Sunday. Nice. Not even, I mean, it's hot, but it's not overly hot. So look forward to a nice day out there in uh, Pennsylvania and hope you all can enjoy the race this weekend. Catch you next week.